0: Welcome, it's another day at the Mission Self-Improvement Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Alex Wilcox. And today we're going to be talking about uh, being a hero of your own life and the lives of others. Uh, and I'm here with Matt Raines. Um, so to give a little introduction, uh, Matt I met not too long ago. It was a few months ago. Uh, uh, a, he's a friend of my wife's. And, uh, he's the commentator of the local kind of F, uh, excuse me, UFC, MMA fighting group, uh, steel fist that we attend. Um, and,
1: uh, real quick, just want to say no affiliation with UFC. But yeah, yeah, yes, Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank,
0: thank you for the clarification. Uh, mixed martial arts. Yes. Mixed martial so arts. I, I think that's the, the better way to put it. Um, but The reason why I wanted to bring Matt on specifically is because of who he is as a person. Uh, I went on this long run, and oftentimes when I go on a long run, on the way out, uh, I'll listen to a motivational podcast trying to think of uh, how I could help other people, how I can help my family, how I can help myself. And then on the way back, I kind of do this meditation where, uh, you know, it's quiet all I can hear is the uh, the the sound of my own footsteps. And as I was thinking about uh, this podcast, one of the things I thought of is who is someone that I know uh, that would be inspiring, uh, someone that I've observed to have uh, really good qualities, uh, giving, uh, you know, fun to listen to, uh, kind of inspirational. Uh, and someone that's constantly focused, not just on themselves, but focused on others. And Matt immediately came to mind. So, uh, M- Matt, uh, welcome to the podcast. Great to
1: have you here. Thanks for having me, man. I'm yep. excited. Yeah. This is my first podcast.
0: So. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Like I'm glad that uh, we can uh, be your first. Uh, so to kind of uh, the this will be a little different than most of podcasts. Uh, What we're going to do is we're going to just kind of talk about some of Matt's experiences uh, and then hopefully tie that back to the listener uh, on how we all can be uh, heroes in our own lives. Um, You'll kind of catch the theme as we go along, but the reason why during my run, why I thought of Matt Raines is because over and over uh, he has this kind of hero persona. Uh, he's, he, he's not going to talk. I, I don't think necessarily highly of himself, uh, because it's that level of humility, but I can see from an outsider's perspective, uh, he does a lot of things that would indicate like a real life hero. So, uh, going right into it, uh, if you open up his phone, the front screen is a picture of Matt in cosplay, uh, as, uh, Captain America. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, you dressed up as Captain America,
1: Matt. Uh, well, what, what aspect of it? Because, uh, I, I've been doing this cosplay thing for a while, uh, ever since the Salt Lake Comic Con, now X came out, I found out about cosplay. I had no idea. I was just this comic book nerd. And, uh, then all of a sudden there's this amazing cosplay culture that I got surrounded by and I wanted to be one of those awesome people wearing these amazing movie caliber costumes and kind of worked my way up from a really bad Walmart duct taped arm Winter Soldier costume to uh, something that would represent or could at least be considered a good representation of of Captain America. Sure. Um, It's not 100% movie quality but then again nothing outside of the production you know is movie quality so that's the humility coming in I it, he
0: said not 100% I'd say it's like 99.3% <laughs> movie quality it,
1: it's good enough for the camera uh, <laughs> that's but, awesome but uh yeah I like to dress up as Captain America it's a character that I kind of associate with a lot you know I kind of resonate with him uh not 100% because he's way better person than I am but yeah.
0: Once again, ninety nine point three. Yeah, okay, right, right. So, see, so you know, both
1: both of us, you know, military and I'm tall, white guy with long hair, <laughs> blue eyes. It just was a natural fit for me. No, um makes sense. I, I love Captain America. I love everything that he represents, the the concept of Captain America, just you know, a normal, weak, everyday person that, you know, by chance and happenstances, given this opportunity to become the embodiment of, you know, not just the American dream, but just what everybody wants to be, this sure. this perfect human being, no longer weak, no longer vulnerable to everyday things, you know. I mean, dudes can't even get drunk. He's so, you know, impervious to toxins, you know, sure. he can't get drunk or anything else. Um, so uh, just to, to
0: back up a little bit, um, so uh, Matt uh, has done a lot of things with this, like... Uh, this hero concept, right? Like uh, we talked for a couple hours prior to this podcast and and we'll talk about this a little more specific characters that inspire you. But uh, it's interesting uh, that something that I loved is kind of like your origin story. Any comic book hero has these origin stories. It's like how did they come to be? So like you're explaining, Captain America at one point was this uh, pathetic, skinny. I wouldn't say pathetic, but yeah, yeah, you know, he a, yeah, yeah.
1: It was a scrawny little wimp from Bro- from Brooklyn. You know, sure. that got picked on. That was, his mental fortitude may have been strong, but yes. his
0: physical, like his physique, was not impressive. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was a, a sickly young man. Sure, a be- better way to say it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So he was given this opportunity, and it's was something that he was able to step up and become a hero, and and doesn't necessarily toe the line to what the government wants or anything else He he's a representation of the american dream so he does what he feels is right morally before what uh, he's told to do yeah it's it's a i don't yeah. know, love the character yeah so uh but sorry i got you're sidetracked you're there. good that's perfect get me on my nerd uh, tangents could, you know? could
0: continue to go on those tangents they're they're gold uh your origin story matt what got you inspired by heroes uh those comic book heroes that we've uh that we see in marvel
1: movies today uh, honestly uh, i actually remember the very first comic book i ever read was when i was in sixth grade my family was going on this camping trip and i had just broken a little bone in my foot and i couldn't do anything cool i couldn't go hiking or you know hang out with everyone because they were going to be moving around too much so I was basically stuck in the tent or stuck by the fire and my mom felt bad for me so she went up to the the Circle K which of I course. don't even know if those exist anymore I know they, they don't exist in Utah anymore at least yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but she went up to the Circle K up the street and they used to have comic books at the gas station and they back when they were only a buck fifty a piece and she bought just a handful of Superman comics for me and it just happened to be the uh, the death of Superman story arc, where he fought Doomsday, and it grabbed me, like, I gravitated to it so much like, the concept of this character that's Superman, I used to watch Superman when it was Christopher Reeves, on the screen, you know, I, I idolized Superman, and reading these comics where you're seeing him push to his limit, and still fighting to the point where, you know, he gives up his life, fighting against this monster that's gonna destroy you know, the city that he loves, that he's basically taken on to protect, it, it just, it hooked me, it reeled me in, uh, the the other characters, the introduction of the Justice League for me, was in that comic book, sure. in, that, in that story arc, and it just, it pulled me in, and I, I was hooked, so I, <laughs> I was weekly going to the gas station with, you know, five, six bucks to get as many comics as I can, That's so cool. uh, on the, you know, new comic book Wednesday, when new comics would come out, and... <laughs> It it never stopped. Here you I'm. Know, I'm 37 years old, and then I've got you know several thousand comic books in a room in my house that we have dubbed the comic book room. That's and awesome. uh, I I get a I have a weekly hold at one of the local comic book stores, and I, I get new comics literally every single week, and
0: that's, I love it. I absolutely awesome. love
1: it. So there's uh, for some right they read
0: motivational blogs. For some like myself. Uh, buys a, a crazy amount of books to, to read to pull nuggets out. I love Matt's story about uh, having a comic book room. That's <laughs> that's freaking awesome. And something else you said, Christopher Reeves, uh, you know, the the epitome of uh, uh, being a hero. He was
1: one of the first famous heroes. Anybody in our generation or generation that came before me you know the boomers sure and uh, the Millennials uh, even a lot of the Millennials you know the Gen Xers Christopher Reeves is Superman yeah you know that's the, the first image that comes to you I, now Henry did an amazing job Henry Cavill and Man of Steel I thought he was phenomenal and he looked the part like yeah dude was jacked yeah but you still think of Christopher, Christopher Reeves. Reeves when you think of Superman speaking of Christopher Reeves I have a quote from Christopher Reeves uh,
0: excuse me, Christopher Reeves, specifically because I wanted to give the audience kind of a definition for yourself of what a hero is, okay a, a hero is someone who, in spite of weakness, doubt or not always knowing the answers, goes ahead and overcomes anyway so uh something not unique to Matt or myself. Or anybody I run into is we run into doubt we run into situations where we don't know the answers we run into uh, barriers that prevent us from progressing whether it's mental emotional spiritual physical interpersonal financial it doesn't matter we'll run into barriers such as life But the bottom line is a hero is one that amidst those weaknesses decides in not only their mind, but in activity that they're going to overcome anyway. Um, So uh, I love Christopher Reeves. I think he's such an inspiring person that, uh, you know, uh, overcoming his uh the whole situation post being superman right the,
1: after the accident on the horse yeah, and being like paralyzed
0: still being a motivational person for so many people out there so uh says says a lot um okay so we talked a little about your your comic book uh you know i i'm going to say obsession
1: obsession <laughs> <laughs> you know what there's worse things you can get addicted <laughs> sure. to i'll just put it sure that way. yeah hobby yeah hobby. there's, nah, there's, there's no obsessions work. about their yeah. right. addiction
0: yeah whatever sure. you want to call it so what what was it about superheroes uh that really got you and and give me an example of some of the superheroes you
1: really resonate with besides superman uh, well the thing that really like pulled me in was the concept of you know whether it was a power that was given to them or they were born with powers, they were given powers, or whether it was a device or a weapon that, that gave them these extra normal abilities, they always used those powers to improve the world, or at least what they thought was improving the world. Sure. You know, whether it's Batman trying to make, uh, make Gotham a better place to live. Yeah, his sole focus, was, you told me this before. Yeah, his sole focus, like he was so single-minded in the thought of he is going to rid Gotham City of crime that you know this billionaire Bruce Wayne decides to dedicate his life to getting his body at peak human physical sure. fitness levels he's an Olympic level athlete he's a master of all you know hand to hand martial arts he's, he's amazing and he uses that to put his life at risk every single night to fight crime to try and make the city he loves a better place because of what it took from him when he was a child and, and tell me this uh, Batman, when he fell in the well, or whichever origin
0: story. Yeah, I mean, we talk t- <laughs> so, so, talking
1: the movie, we yeah, talk in yeah. one of the other movies, <laughs> we talk
0: in the comic books. So, yeah. did he start off as a badass? Like, when no. he fir- when his parents uh, were killed, did he start off as a badass? No, oh, he
1: was just a kid. He was just literally just a... Just kid. a now, a, a rich kid, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? He had you some know, resources. Right, he you. had some resources and, and an amazing butler, which I don't have a butler. I've never had a butler. Yeah. I never will have a butler. Yeah. So, you know, he's Same. got a better lot in Same. life than I do right off the sure. bat. But no, he's, he's just a normal kid, a happy kid living his life. He he wasn't, you know, born a, an amazing martial artist. He wasn't born a crime fighter. He, sure. he perfected his body and his mind to the point where he could be that amazing crime fighter that could change the world around him. You think that came quickly? You think that was like a snap of the fingers... No, I mean, and that's the beautiful thing that they even talk about that in the comics is that he had to dedicate so much of his life to training and getting himself to that level. And then once he got there, the rest of it was spent maintaining that. He never stopped training. Even when he reached that pinnacle, he never stopped. He was constantly training and constantly testing himself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I love that. The concept of you know continuing to sharpen your saw even when you're the best yeah. recognizing that you in order to deliver the best value to whatever you're setting your mind to uh continuing to polish that saw continue to uh excuse me sharpen that saw continue to uh progress um so uh how about uh green green arrow uh you had mentioned a quote or not
1: necessarily a quote but something he said a lot is this Idea of standing up for the little guy. Yeah, you got to stand up for the little guy. Sure. Yeah, um, Green Arrow is one of the ones that kind of personifies that. But it, it's something that when I was talking to you about it, it was more alluding to that is the mentality that the heroes have in these comic books is they're they're trying to stand up to, for the little guy. They they want to protect the people that can't protect themselves against these type of threats that are out there. Sure. Whether it's you know. Uh, guy or lady walking home through a dark alley, you know, taking a shortcut and get attacked by some deadbeat losers that, you know, have bad intentions to, um, you know, the poor and the meek, you know, like they're always coming in to try and save people, to make life better for people. So step standing up for the little guy Sure. and uh, yeah, green arrows, the one that comes to mind as far as saying stuff like that, because he is that, you know, for the people kind of a, a hero. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, it dep- again, depending on which version. Definitely in the, uh, this is where I get nerdy, but Justice League Unlimited cartoon, <laughs> the animated one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was all about that, you know, big brother's a bad guy. Sure. And, uh, you know, stand up for the little guy. So not unlike, uh, you know, I, I think some of the inspiration, maybe I'm
0: wrong, for Green Arrow's the concept of Robin Hood. Yes. Early on this, uh, you know... Uh, steal from the rich Mm -hmm. not just the rich it's not bad to be rich necessarily but steal from the privileged those that uh abused
1: the poor and give to the poor that uh the little guy yeah well and and again with green arrow and, and every other comic book there's been so many different iterations of the character that you know sometimes it's green arrow is like that where he's you know trying to fight the bad guy that's taking from everyone and sure. giving it back to the people sometimes it was, you know, his original origin story, he was he was kind of like Batman he was rich and wealthy and was stranded on a, you know island out there in the middle of nowhere after his boat crashed and he had to learn how to survive and he taught himself how to shoot a bow and arrow with these crappy sticks and, you know, twine on the, the island, so he's shooting these off-weighted bow you know, arrows yeah, and everything, yeah, yeah. so when he came back to the real world and he used those skills it was to the point where he was such a crappy uh, archer with a regular bow and arrow, he couldn't do it but when he had his bow and arrow that the, the weighting was off and everything else, no one else could shoot it, just him, right? And it wasn't about stealing from the rich and giving to the poor, it was just protecting people. Yeah. And and it just depends on which iteration but it was always kind of pulled from Sure. Uh, Robin Hood, sorry, I, I got no, tangenty no, no, no. No, I'm no, sorry, no, no. I, tangent. I love tangent tangenty.
0: <laughs> Uh, another g- green theme and also a hero uh, was Green Lantern, and as we were talking before, uh, the thought. Uh, so you want to give kind of a, a a description of Green Lantern and kind of what his power is? Because I loved, I felt like it was so eloquent what you
1: said about how he uh, was a superhero. Well, like, well, his action. He, he's he's a normal person. He's a regular human being that has the ability- Like all the listeners. Right. Yes. That has the ability to overcome fear. In the original version, he had to be without fear, but the reality is no one is without fear. If you don't have fear, then you're probably a psychopath <laughs> legitimately, <laughs> sure, right? Sure, sure. So, you know, they kind of revamped it and said that um, the ability to overcome fear and, you know, that that alone is something that not everybody has, right? Okay. Fear can be crippling. Fear can be debilitating but Green Lantern was chosen because of his ability to overcome fear and he was given this weapon the green the power ring that channels the emotional spectrum of will and can create anything that he can imagine and it's only limitations for him as a hero is his own will and his own imagination and I I've always thought that that was amazing my my personal favorite Comic book character of all time is actually Green Lantern. Sure. Um, I've got, <laughs> I've, yeah, I've got uh, even uh, Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. You know, if people talk crap about it. I still love it because <laughs> I loved it. Too. It's Green Lantern. You know, yeah. um, I, I've always still. I'm 37 years old and I still get this fantasy that I'm going to get a power ring someday. You know, sure. it, it's amazing. But the the concept behind it though, he's this this regular guy that's given this weapon and. His only limitation is himself. His his ability to overcome fear. His ability to imagine anything. And, and his, his willpower, his strength of will. And I, I just always thought it was just amazing. And he takes that power and he uses it to try and make not just the world, but the entire universe a better place. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. What a powerful message for all of us. So,
0: I... Uh, let's talk about that real quick because uh candidly speaking a lot of us think in terms of marvel or d c comics as being this uh fantasy land that we can escape to turns out these concepts these uh the the theme can be applied for all of us uh Matt do you believe that uh gr- kind of green lanterns that Depending on what what it is that you want to accomplish, if you're passionate about
1: it and your will is there, you think you can accomplish anything? Oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely do. I mean, you see it all the time, success stories out there in the world. And those fundamentals that make Green Lantern such an appealing character to me are the things that get people to these destinations in life. You know, you have to have that strength and fortitude of will to accomplish your dreams and you can't have those dreams... And see the route to get there without an imagination. Yeah. So those limitations that my favorite character has, you know, in the comic books are the same limitations that we have in real life. Sure. And it takes that same strength to overcome them in real life that it does for that character to be the amazing hero that he is. Yep. Doubt touches us all.
0: We all experience doubt. Like, uh, yeah. Amen. Amen amen to that so uh another reason why i wanted matt to come on is uh so he uh commentates and is also the uh the mic person the mc interviewing the fighters yeah, I, I do the post fight the- interviews yeah. and the cage side commentating so there uh i because carly uh sings the national anthem we sit right next to matt and his wife tia Uh, right up against the cage. And when he was uh, doing a post-fight interview, uh, the loser, once they got out of the octagon,
1: uh, started yelling and screaming. It it wasn't the the loser. It was one of his friends. One of his fans uh, was being very rude and disrespectful. um, But just booing at the top of his lungs, yelling, you suck, at the guy that... You know, just went out there and gave everything he had in a fight that ended up going a decision. So it wasn't like he just went and whooped his buddy's butt. Yeah. Like they, those, both those guys had just put on a show. They went to war for, oh, you know, an entire three round fight. And it was amazing. It was it something was that whether you were there to cheer on one or the other, you should have been applauding both of them because it, it was an amazing performance. Yeah. So uh, something that I really couldn't help but
0: mention. Uh, In this podcast is the fact that Matt, when he heard that, immediately (laughs) recognized that there was kind of an injustice. One in which, you know, both fighters tried really hard, but then someone was trying to stomp on this moment of victory for the victor and immediately he called out
1: I don't remember exactly what you said <laughs> I told him to shut up <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Actually shut I, up. I don't think I said shut up I, I looked at him and I said stop booing and they booed a couple more times I said I told you to stop knock it off Yep and then I said something to the effect of you know these guys they came out they put on a war you're showing disrespect to the guy you're supposed to be cheering for by booing this man yeah. you know and it's just not it's not right when someone yep. goes out there and they put everything they have out there whether they win or lose they deserve your respect because you're not out there doing that they are in absolutely yeah I I just thought it was disrespectful and I I didn't like it so uh, another
0: aspect of a hero is one that stands up to injustice okay so uh, I uh, I was given the name of Alexander Alexander actually means defender of men so my whole life I've tried to kind of embody this, and many times I've failed. I know there have been times where, uh, you know, someone uh, was the victim of something. And throughout my life, I know there have been times where I haven't stood up for somebody. Uh, I loved seeing a true defender of man uh, up in a, in a very public setting. He could have just gone on and ignored it, but he called it out uh be like the hero be like Matt in that case uh where when you see an injustice stand up for him uh because that is being heroic that is being uh the best version of yourself so uh another really cool thing about Matt <clears throat> is over the course of the past 18 years he has been in the national, or excuse me, in the military. Yes. Uh, defending uh, our country. Uh, standing up for uh, our country.
1: Talk to me a little bit about your experience with the military. Uh, well, what, what aspect of it? I Like you said, I've been in for about 18 years. I initially joined the regular army, active duty. Yeah. I went to Fort Sill, Oklahoma for basic training and job training. Then I spent two years out in Korea and had a blast. Uh, oh, Korean food. It, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Get me some Galbi right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. But <laughs> I, I love being in Korea. I've always been a, you know. You talked about the MMA thing, sure. right? Martial arts. Martial arts has always been appealing to me as well. Yeah. And so I've always been fascinated by Asian cultures. Um, there was no opportunity for me to go to Japan and be a ninja. Sure. Right? <laughs> but I, I got to go to Korea, and that's the, you know, the home of Taekwondo. Yep. Um, and a few other martial arts, Do, and a few other things. But on top of that, they've just got a rich culture that still exists today which you don't see everywhere you go even when you go to foreign countries yeah absolutely you don't see that rich culture um that's still preserved and it was amazing going to temples going to palaces uh just interacting with people It, it was it was an amazing experience uh i finished my tour in korea went back to fort sill got out of the army spent about 10 months as a civilian And, uh, actually the way that I I made my paycheck was, (laughs) I was fighting. I was a professional MMA fighter and then a, a bouncer, um, at a couple local bars. And then I, I just missed the military and I decided to check out the national guard and it's been an amazing career for me. I came into the national guard doing the one weekend a month thing. I was able to get on full time at what's called range control fairly early in and I deployed to Iraq from 2007 to 2008. I've been an instructor for the army for what's called, now called basic leader course, but at the time was warrior leader course, which is a basic leadership course that you need to be able to promote to the rank of sergeant. And then I've been a recruiter for the last decade. Actually, I've been doing the recruiting thing for a while, but it's been an amazing career. I, I absolutely love it. Why do you love it so much? Uh, you know it it, that's that's actually legitimately that's a hard one i i'm very proud of my military career it's i've sacrificed a lot throughout my career i've had to earn what i have in the military nothing's been given to me i had to go through basic training i had to do all those things i had to earn my rank you don't just get it you know you, you you automatically promote to e4 but after that you after you're a specialist to make sergeant, you have to earn it. And where I'm at now in life, um, I'm very just, I'm just proud of what I've done. But on top of that, it's provided me with an amazing life. You know, I've had amazing experiences. You know, I mentioned that I I went to Iraq in 2007 and got to have an amazing experience over there. Um, not a lot of people can say that about their military career, especially when it comes to deployments. I was very lucky, very fortunate. We were doing convoy security while we were there. Lots of explosions and stuff like that, IEDs all the time. But we were fortunate in that no one in my unit died. We lost zero soldiers on our deployment. And I didn't have to take a single life while I was deployed. So for me, that's a win. Sure. Uh, You know, because regardless of what some people might think and what happens in war, we don't want to kill people, right? That we want to go do our job and come home. And the fact that I could come home, rest easy with a clean conscience. I'm very grateful for. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, now I get to live this awesome life that I, that I have. Sure. All because of the military. So it's, it's nice. And, uh, I, I sincerely mean this.
0: Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people uh, say this to you often, but thank you. That means, uh, means a lot to me, to my family. And, uh, uh, so grateful for those that
1: uh, go out and fight for us, so yeah, I know I know we appreciate the support and you know on that, I do want to say one thing people thanking soldiers for me, especially when I got back from Iraq, is one of the most difficult things a soldier can actually take um, because to us, this is our job, yeah, just like someone that works at home Depot that's their job yeah. right we don't regardless of what the purpose is that we join the military, the reality is when you do it every day, it becomes just what you do, whether I work at the post office or I'm going on base every day and being a soldier, it's my job, it's my nine to five. And so sometimes, and this is for people out here listening, um, if you thank a soldier for their service, don't be offended if they get awkward when you thank them. It took me a long time to realize that it's not necessarily thanking me specifically for what I do. It's the representation of what I am, you know, me being a soldier. You might not be necessarily thinking me specifically. You're thinking the soldiers out there and what we represent and what we do. So uh, on my behalf, at least I do want to say, I I appreciate the support and it does make it a lot easier to put on the uniform and keep doing what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, a great
0: point. One in which I would
1: have never thought
0: of. Uh, it, makes, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but, so thank you yeah. for that point of view. Uh, so uh, uh, one other thing that I really like, um, really has resonated with me and with Matt, is uh, heroic. So uh, heroic... Uh, I, I don't want to butcher describing it. Uh, <laughs> Give it a shot. But uh, is essentially a, a charitable organization that uh, partners with a bunch of different nonprofit charities uh, in making the lives of kids, uh, Kids, adults. adults, anyone within our community that would benefit from us. Sure. Uh, where they show up and cosplay, uh, in cosplay mm. in Captain America or Superman or... Or uh, a series of costumes, um, and uh, they represent uh, kind of like this positive feel. So, for example, this past weekend, uh, let's see,
1: Ronald McDonald House was one of them. Yes, we we went to Ronald McDonald House, and we just kind of hung out there in their um, lobby area. I don't know if it's lobby or family room, um, and we we hung out and we visited with the kids and the families because. I don't know if you're familiar with Ron McDonald House and what they do, but they provide a place for families to stay when their child is going through um medical treatment and sure. they're they're amazing. So the kids stay there sometimes if they're not staying at the hospital and sometimes brothers and sisters they're there. So it's great we go and we interact with the kids. We talk with them, we get pictures with them. you know, we and we we're in character the whole time, you know. If I'm there as Captain America, I'm not Matt wearing a Captain America costume and talking about you know what I did to make my costume look this way. It's, you know, how, how do you get your shield to stick to your back? Oh, my buddy Tony, I think yeah. you know I'm Iron Man, you know, he he actually put these really cool, <laughs> super powerful magnets on my shield and on my harness, so it just kind of sticks into place. And, you know, I, I do stuff like that, and, and we all do, and it's great. Uh, my buddy Eric, he, on Saturday, he was the Incredible Hulk, and when he talks to kids, he talks to him as the hulk he doesn't have a normal voice going on he's like hulk think you look pretty you know and just <laughs> stuff like that it's great uh, uh, and it's fun and the kids love it and it, it's an amazing thing i i actually discovered it when i was going to conventions at the Salt Lake comic-con or Fanex, and had children interact with me there they don't see a person in costume it, if you're cost if you have a, a cool costume It's even remotely close to, like I said before, right? It's good enough for the camera. Yeah. Um, Even remotely close to what the costume is supposed to look like, either in a movie or in a comic book or whatever. When kids see you, they don't see somebody wearing a costume. They see the character that they've seen on TV. They see the character that they've seen in the comic books. Yeah. So to them, you are really Captain America, or you are really Superman. And the way they light up when they see you and they start talking to you it's it's an amazing thing. It's a it's an amazing feeling, sure. um, and doing this with charity instead of just at the conventions, it, it's awesome. You know, being able to put a smile on the face of someone that's going through something so difficult, like chemotherapy, sure. or any other type of condition. You know, um, it's it's heart wrenching to see them going through something bad, but it's completely. Life affirming to sure. put a, to put a smile on their face. It, sure. It's amazing. What a what a gift
0: uh, it would be. I remember as a kid uh, how inspired. Like those moments be so impactful. First of all, to be able to be distracted for a moment of the pain you're going through, the suffering you're going through, and for the parents who are never sleeping constantly in just mental and emotional anguish to see their kids smile.
1: I've seen more parents cry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Get a little choked up. Yeah. Um, I've seen more parents cry while their kids were smiling from the cool stuff that, you know, we are fortunate enough to be able to participate in, uh, than I ever thought I would see. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing. I, I've, left some of these events calling my wife, like, honey, I need to talk to my son, <laughs> put, put him on the phone. I want, And, you know, tell my, my, tell our son that, you know, I love him you know, just because how just emotionally amazing, yeah. you know, it can be, um, and, and to, to your point and something I've said before,
0: uh, the fastest way to elevate yourself is by elevating those around you like 100% happiness doesn't come from being
1: selfish happiness comes from serving others doing things for others you want to feel good about yourself make someone else feel good about themselves yeah knowing that you were able to do that for someone it's it's self gratifying you know to a degree but at the same time you are doing something to improve someone else's life even if it's just for a minute Uh, it's It really is it's it's life affirming i don't even want to call it life changing because you know life still goes on but it it affirms it it makes you feel great you know it makes you happy about what you've got what your lot is in life it makes you i don't know it, it it's it's a unique experience i i didn't get into charity stuff especially you know in costume until a couple years ago and i never would have guessed how much i love it and how much it you know i get out of it just as a human being being able to do it and so much cooler, like your passion, like you've loved comic books. Oh yeah. No, I finally get to be the superhero that I wanted to be. You know, I, I've got Superman costumes. I've got he man costumes. I've got captain America. These all characters that I looked up to as a kid growing up. Um, you know, I know captain America has gotten really popular now, but I have captain America comics from the eighties and nineties that I was reading, (laughs) you know, still to this day. So I've been a fan of his for a long time. Uh, he was like that first concept of a soldier to me that cared more about people being alive and their right to choose and their ability to, to be free than just serving the military line and and following. Don't get me wrong. I'm a soldier and I follow orders and all that stuff, but Captain America represented the American dream, you know, and what America stood for. And I always loved that. Um, they're little bits and pieces of comics that just always pop up I don't want to misrepresent any quotes or anything but just something that he would always talk about is he wouldn't kill people in the comics he didn't have a gun or any of that he had a shield and he said he, he couldn't kill someone because that would be the ultimate betrayal of freedom is taking someone's life Sure. and, and I, I loved it so being able to be Captain America to these kids it, it's awesome it, it really is great so, uh, take away from this podcast for Alex,
0: Alex Wilcox. Uh, I've learned a lot from you, Matt. Like this evening has been so good for not just, uh, you know, my podcast fine, but for Alex, like this is inspiring. This is gold. So I very, very much appreciate it. Uh, for all the listeners out there, um, I, I As far as a life hack is concerned, I know what I'm gonna do is I'm not just gonna look at my current source of inspiration, like reading a lot of books, uh, surfing the internet. Watch a superhero movie and think of how you could embody the characteristics of your favorite superhero. It can be both entertaining and it doesn't just have to be a passive thing that you entertain and for, uh, entertain yourself and forget about it. But today, tomorrow, you can act as they act and be a defender of men. You can act and serve others because that's what's going to drive happiness. It's the elevating of others uh, that really uh, drives success in all that we do. So uh, Matt, uh, this is the end of the podcast. Uh, I can't say thank you enough. This has been uh, the best one yet and probably will be the best one in a while. So uh, once again, thank you so much for joining. Uh, thank
1: you, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Uh, if I could say one thing yeah, to your please, listeners please. before uh, cut out, if you get the chance to make an impression on someone in a positive way, never walk away from it. Always step up to that challenge if you don't check if you don't take any other challenge in life take the challenge to make someone else's day better yeah absolutely um, uh, mission self improvement uh,
0: if you have any questions for Matt uh, or us um, feel free to reach reach out to mission self com or comment on this and please share this share this with others give it a five-star review uh, so that it can help others find a way to be a hero in their own lives and a hero into others. Uh, Matt, thank you again.